At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Welcome to the Author Brand Show. Today, you're going to want to take notes because we've got a great guest on today. He is a business speaker who truly speaks from experience, and he regularly addresses business leaders throughout the world and is consistently ranked among the best ones. He's an experienced, inspirational sales trainer, uh, sales coaching expert, inspires audiences to take action in areas of sales management, uh, corporate culture, and sales training. He brings 30-plus years of field experience from a string, uh, starting from a uh, base as a CPA firm with Arthur Anderson, the CEO level of several national companies. He's a proven uh, entrepreneur and CEO. Um, he's built six companies into national firms, two of which subsequently he sold to Wall Street firms, Solomon Brothers and First Boston. His role as a sales trainer extraordinaire has helped craft street tested methodologies that help create truly successful sales professionals and profitable companies. Now his professional sales trainer knows how uh, he has a know-how and has turned him into an accomplished sales coaching authority. He's authored several books, including Hyper Sales Growth, The Sales Playbook for Hyper Growth, Sales uh, for Hyper Sales Growth, and The Paper Napkin Wisdom, all Amazon number one bestsellers. His newest title is Life by Design by our guest today, Mr. Jack Daly. Jack, how are you today? Doug, I'm fantastic. Yeah, uh, I just came off of a four-day weekend. Uh, and survived Las Vegas with my money intact. Wow. Is that because you like just didn't gamble or you actually were successful or what? How'd that work? I, I held my own at the blackjack table. Let's just put it that Good way. Good man. That's impressive. So your sales experience is uh, obviously well-known amongst a lot of a lot of companies and whatnot. And it's probably the number one topic that sales professionals and leadership and, and organizations want to learn about. But there's a lot of variety here. Right? There's a lot of people talk about the, you know, being aggressive and cold calling and attraction marketing. Is there a particular methodology I think we can learn today from you that's unique? Well, uh, you know what? I'd rather start uh, than, than, than focusing on sales initially. Uh, I'd rather shift over to the sales management side of the house. And, and I'll come back to sales. I'm going to tell you why. Um, in most cases, the majority of companies are interested in growing the revenue line. They're interested in growing their sales. And so um, the, the limitation I have as an individual salesperson is hours of the day. There are only so many. Therefore, I can only knock on so many doors. I can only make so many calls, take yeah. so many calls, write so many orders. Yeah. But if I were to hire maybe five people and teach them the systems that I know that will make them successful as salespeople, those five people will outperform me. And eventually, if I take it instead of five, I make it 10 or 20 or 50. And my largest sales force, quite frankly, was 2,600 salespeople. Whoa. Um, now, that is an organization now that has a robust revenue line. So what I like to tell my clients is a sales manager's job is not to grow sales. It is to grow salespeople in quantity and quality. And if Love you grow that. salespeople in quantity and quality, they will in turn grow your sales. So um, the thing that I would like the viewer to really wrestle down is whoever is in charge of the sales team, what percent of their time are they selling and what percent of the time are they recruiting, training, coaching and building out the sales team? Because yeah. the latter is where you grow. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I know that I've, I've seen uh, 
time studies on this where you know people say they're working really hard but if they actually quantify their actual moment by moment it's like working an hour or two a day really it's <laughs> just uh, a lot of without a doubt and you know and I'll, I'll make it worse so there we're all given the same number of hours a week yep. 168 but we don't really have that 168 at our disposal because we sleep let's call it eight hours a day we lose 56 there then you got to eat and exercise and whatever else so you're left about 40 to 60 hours to actually work whether that's mm -hmm. selling or sales management or what have you right um, and so when we go into organizations doug what we find is more more than 50 percent of a salesperson's time is not spent on winning new customers and growing the yeah. ones they have right more than 50% of their time is on activities that don't materialize into something. So yeah. our mantra is HPAs, high payoff activities. That's right. the key, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here, I have, a, I have a quick story for you. You can comment on this however you want. But I uh, I used to be a salesperson for Nextel Communications. And uh, the top guys was me and one of the person, we were the top two guys in the Chicago office. And uh, they wanted to promote us. And we're like, nah, I don't want to be a manager. I just like getting out the field. So they promote the next guy down, right? Makes sense. And one day he calls me into my office. Hey, dog, I want to talk to you about your, your sales numbers. Like, okay, yeah. So, you know, I, I noticed you're like driving around the city, dropping off like leather cases for a phone. You shouldn't be, you should just put that in the mail. That's, that's low, that's low um, quality activity. I don't want you to do that. You know, that's, you need to be selling. I'm like, all right, Steve, well, let me ask you a question. Um, you ever sold 100 phones in a month? He says, no. I goes, what can I possibly learn from you? It's kind of rude, but I was like, man, don't don't tell me how to run my business. He didn't realize when I was dropping off a cell phone case, I was working on the other currency of relationships, which I'm sure you'll agree is like is more valuable than money. My gosh, I got so many referrals for my service that I didn't need to cold call anymore. Yeah. So there's a, you, you, uh, if I unpack the comment, uh, uh, the first thing I would unpack is I wish wish businesses would stop calling it a promotion. Because when they call it a promotion, it's as if every salesperson should uh, desire to be there. They'll they'll feel like their worth is not at the level it should be because they didn't get promoted. Uh, yeah. the, the, the worst thing that we do with salespeople in most cases is give them a sales manager's job. It's an entirely different skill set. Um, and most of them are not going to be happy. So I encourage salespeople, if you love being a salesperson, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. You, why would you want to be in charge of other people recruiting, training, coaching, yeah. building and all that type of thing? Yeah. So God bless you for knowing <laughs> that that was your sweet spot yeah. and that's where you wanted to stay. Right? Yeah. 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 It's a Peter principle, right? So it's very interesting. Yeah, I know, know what you're good at. And if, for me, it was just, you know, going in the office versus being out in the field. It was much more interesting to go out and meet customers and to sit behind a desk and look at reports. It was a, yeah. my, 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 my son is a super super salesperson but mm. every moment that some company tries to put them behind a desk uh he's looking for a new opportunity i yeah. he wants to be as you say building yeah. relationships yeah. and trading off of his innate skill which is relationships right right, right. people to people face to face right yeah. absolutely so you mentioned something about growing sales people not growing sales as being obviously you're planting seeds and, and building the, the person what are the key things you've you've seen in that as you work with all these different organizations? What's the, the what's the biggest growth opportunity you've seen with uh, as a sales manager? 
uh, these things right here. Yeah. Uh, they're they're really, really powerful in selling. Um, mm -hmm. But most salespeople think that this is the selling tool. Right. And so the shortest course on sales that could be taught or learned is yeah. just four words. Ask questions and listen. Um, yeah. And so what I have done my whole life and I started selling at seven years old, yeah. I owned the market and charged twice the price of every kid I competed with. Um, what I learned at an early, early stage is to put my person inside the prospect and mm -hmm. say, when I care more about them than me, the sales will materialize. Yeah. So what I need to find out is, is what, what I'm about, what I'm offering, my product or service, is it a good fit for this person's pain? Mm -hmm. People yeah. buy to get out of pain or get into pleasure. So right. the only way I can figure out if I'm a good fit is to discover what their pains and pleasures are. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is by asking questions. Pretty right. simple process. Yeah, it, it's simple on the service, but we, of course, as, as sales people, we often run into the fact that I think I've, you know, I think I understand your pain and here's the solution, but they don't see it or feel it or whatever it is. Um, it's pretty a general question, but I want to get your feedback on that. Yeah, that, here's 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 why that takes place. Yeah, because so often the leadership within the company is pushing the salesperson to make more calls and mm -hmm. to get the deal done quickly. Mm -hmm. And that isn't necessarily the sign of success. Mm -hmm. So just as your example of going out and giving these phone cases uh, mm -hmm. to 100 P and doing 100 deals in a month, uh, th that, that's ideal. I, I need to go out. I need to interact with people, but I don't need to sell them anything. I've never mm -hmm. met anyone who said, man, I love it when somebody tries to sell me. Like yeah. people don't want to be sold. So um, I tell salespeople when I'm trading them, the first yeah. thing that I want to teach you, quit selling. It yep. doesn't work and no one likes it. Yeah. And so yeah. what am I supposed to do then? And I say, help them to buy. Yeah. The subtle difference between helping them to buy and selling them is profound. Right. I, I love the idea of asking questions. And I remember actually when I was at Nextel, I got to sit in a meeting where somebody else is coming in to sell us some software. And I wish I had recorded it or written down his questions because as a salesperson, I didn't, I wasn't going to buy the software. The company was, but I was in a meeting for some reason, but I was fascinated and impressed with his, the way he asked the questions and what they were. Cause a lot of people ask questions, which can be answered on a brochure, you know, yep. or look at a LinkedIn profile first, but it's those deeper questions that sometimes people feel awkward about. Like how does this impact you personally or professionally, you know, and getting into the, into the true pain and any, any tips on, on getting the person's pain without embarrassing yourself or making them feel awkward. Uh, so, so it, it, you, you, you can't go there uh, with question one. Yeah. It's it, right. selling at the end of the day, selling is the transfer of trust. People mm -hmm. do business with people they trust. Right. So I've got to make it easy in the conversation early and it may not even be on the first call that I'm a long tail guy rather than a short tail guy. Yeah. I just have to enough, have enough in the funnel that are at different stages that right. when I go to the grocery store, they let me take my food out because I can pay them. I have to have that, right? But <laughs> other than that, if I can build a strong enough funnel, they're at different stages and then the checks will come, right? right. So, uh, you know, you hit on something just a moment ago that I want to play off of. Yeah. And that is, 
uh, two words that I, I, I use in sales that hardly anybody else uses, systems and processes. Yeah. Um, uh, I want you to go back to the 2,600 salespeople I had, over 100 offices in the nation. And when I would visit, I'd give a similar speech. Here's part of it. There aren't 2,600 best ways to sell this stuff. What do you figure? We figure out the best practices, build the processes, yeah. practice the processes. And I bet you we beat the pants off of anybody we compete with. Right. Um, and so um, one of the books that you mentioned was the sales playbook for hyper sales growth, literally identifying what the best questions are asked in the order in which to ask them and mm -hmm. what we think that we're going to hear and the follow-up question thereon as well, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but let, let, let me even go further. Please do. I want to take you back to when I was 13 years old. Yeah. So I'm a caddy at the country club and um, the guys are playing golf on Wednesdays and Fridays and the weekend. My dad worked six days a week just to put food on the table. They drove nice cars. They lived in big estate homes. And very quickly, I said, I'm the oldest of five kids. Uh, my brother's three years younger than I am. I don't think he ever was bought new clothes. He always got my hand me down. So we yeah. were a blue collarish type family. Sure. Uh, I said, gosh, if I had a choice between living like these guys are living like my dad and family, mm -hmm. I would choose them. And yeah. so uh, uh, I, I made up a list of questions. It took me about a week. And, um, and I said, as I walk this golf course for four to four and a half hours, I'm going to ask these questions. Wow. How did you become so successful? Uh, what were the five things that really were the keys? Uh, what, any mistakes along the way? What advice would you give to a 13-year-old? And I went through that drill. And I will tell you today, um, some 60 years later, I can tell you pretty much what I got out of that. One, you got to have goals and they need to be in writing. Two, don't pick too many. Three, um, give a date or an indicator when you're going to have them done. And four, share them with other people to put the pressure on you. Yeah. And so at 13, I built my game plan to take me to the age of 30 in four goals, financial, professional, education, and family. And mm -hmm. once I knew my true north in those four, yeah. Then it was just a matter of what do I need to do between 29 and 30, 28 to 29? Um, yeah. What do I need to do between 13 and 14 in those four boxes? And I've been leading that life ever since. I, I will tell you, I do that process and have done it 60 consecutive years since I left the golf course. And yeah. I, my recent book, this this guy right here, yeah. uh, Jack Daly's Life by Design. Uh-huh. This, this thing is just out and it tells people this is the process of follow the process and you will lead an incredible, exceptional life. And it's a bit of my life story, but mm -hmm. I provide the, the blanks of the schedules, the process in order for you to develop your game plan. Yeah. Amazing. That's great. It's available now on Amazon, right? Jack Daly's Life by Design. Yeah. And I, I would also tell the viewer if you went to jackdailyslifebydesign.com, okay. the appendix is over a hundred pages. I put the whole thing up on the website so okay. people could download all of the forms and processes oh, as well wow. as the examples that I've used over my years so they could see the real live data and how they could play with it. Wow, that's great. That's great. That will be in the, in the show notes below here in the, in the podcast, folks. Let's check it out. 
the, the links are right there. Let me ask you a couple of story-based questions. You know, we, we love telling stories and they'll usually are, are good contacts with people. What's the, um, the most challenging uh, sales management or training thing you ever had to experience? Like a guy who was just like way off and you were able to bring him back from the dead. Uh, I, I, I won't give you that example. I'll give you okay. my real world example. Right. Uh, uh, that, that company of 2,600, yeah. uh, in your intro, you mentioned I built six companies from scratch. What we didn't say is that I was asked by the board of directors to come into two large companies and turn it around. Yeah. Um, and that 2,600 is one of those. Mm -hmm. And when I went in, I wanted to know who are the best guys and guys are male or female, right? Who are the best guys um, and who, who are the poor performers? Uh -huh. and, and the people I was asking the question to looked at me with a blank stare and they said, we, we've never tracked this type of data. Oh my God! No, no, no one knew. Uh, there wasn't there, there wasn't a report that said here's the best and worst. So I said, look, I need I need to know what I got. Yeah. So rank the 2600 based on production numbers today. Yeah. So after a couple of weeks, they got finally give me the data. Watch this: the bottom 25 percent, 650 yeah. salespeople, yeah. did less than three percent of the sales. Okay. The top 25%, 650 salespeople did 67% of the business. Yeah. But what I what I discovered then is uh, where was where was the leadership spending the most time? On the bottom, because they said the top guys are fine and I gotta work on the bottom guys. Well, I said we don't need to work on them any longer. They are leaving the company. <laughs> And, and 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 that that became somewhat of a stickler in this old organization yeah, that, yeah. you know just didn't move people along uh, uh i i came off as pretty quickly as being callous and mean and all of those types of things yeah. but once once the trauma got behind us then people just started rejoicing because um the that three percent of production uh, we're, we're our problems. That's the, yeah. they didn't know enough to bring good business in the house. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden our numbers are going through the roof yeah. and I am at less cost. So not only is my revenue line being juiced, but my profit line is being juiced as well. Yeah, that's yep. amazing. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the line that my, my manager gave me when he wanted to help me or have me go out and, and sell more versus drop off cases. I want to focus on my top guys. Like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But don't try to change my methodology. You want to, like you had said, don't try to affect sales, but focus on the person, right? How right. could he, how could he, how could I help him become a better manager versus how could he help me become a better salesperson? Because I knew how to sell, but I could always use help on and better support, really. Yeah. yeah so, so I, I'll give you a great example with the top salespeople. They, when we, when we went through and said, what are they working on? Yeah. Um, somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 to 30% of their day was on things that they shouldn't have been working on. Yeah. There are things that need to be done in sales, but not necessarily done by the salesperson. So right. I started to bring in assistance to the right. top salespeople to yep. do the rudimentary tasks, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I could keep my sales guys selling. Yeah. <laughs> And now they're relieved of all of this stuff, right? Uh, you know, as an example, as, as a speaker, uh, I travel extensively. Mm -hmm. uh, 
prior to the pandemic, 250,000 air miles in over 30 countries in one year, right? It would be foolish for me to book my own travel. But I would tell you that the majority of speakers book their own travel. I know. Right? And so I coined this expression, if you don't have an assistant, you are one. (laughs) I love it. That's good. Right. Yeah. That's the, the first hire is assistant. Second hire is how to replace yourself if you're an entrepreneur. There you we know? go. Yeah, for, for sure. And and yeah. and if you go back and if you, you you know you're igniting things here. If you want to talk about entrepreneurs, I coach CEOs all over the world by via phone. They are spending too much of their time on things that don't move the needle either. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the first things that I have to clean up with them. In fact, I'm going to summarize for an entrepreneur right now the three things they need to have their arms around and stay out of everything else. You hire people to build your company. The three things you got to nail is one vision. And Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about a mission statement. I want to know clarity. What is it you're trying to build? The second thing is key people in key spots, because that's what's going to leverage the growth of the company. Mm -hmm. And third, creating a winning culture, creating an environment in the business where people actually get up in the morning and look forward to going to work. Right. If, if, if my entrepreneurs out there can just nail those three things, yep. um, I'm going to tell you their, their business is going to flourish. Yeah. Have you noticed a, a big uh, uh, change in trying to, to nurture and grow that culture in the, in the Zoom world? Uh, for, for sure. Uh, it, 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 is, it is not the same. Uh, but I can tell you that a winning culture is on a platform of four legs and those legs still exist in the virtual world. Mm -hmm. We just need to execute them differently. One, one leg is recognition systems. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, when you're locked up in your room for a year or two, you better be recognized on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So what are your systems to recognize people? Secondly, communication systems. When people are surveyed inside companies, the thing that they grouse about the most is I wish I knew where we were going, how we were doing. And I wish when the leadership spoke, it was with authenticity Mm -hmm. and more frequently. So what are your systems to communicate? Third, personal and professional development processes. How am I going to grow? And if you're working out of your home in a pandemic type environment, uh, you're going to feel very isolated and as if you're not going anywhere. So what are the personal and professional development processes? And fourth, uh, empowerment. Uh, mm-hmm. People want to be in the decision-making role. No matter what their level in the organization is, mm-hmm. they don't want to be going through this chain of command. And mm-hmm. uh, and quite frankly, and I, I've, I'm an Army veteran. I was a captain in the United States Army a long, long time ago. But the military has recognized this by virtue of Afghanistan uh, mm-hmm. that uh, we need to uh, we need to empower our soldiers right at the line of battle, not we move it through the chain of command from a lieutenant to a captain to a major onto a lieutenant colonel and to colonel. You know that that type of nonsense. Uh, the enemy mm-hmm. will just take you out. Yeah, the mission the mission is more important than the way to get there. Right. Or you phrase it, yeah. No, no. You know, so so you know, we've got we have generals now that are writing books 
on, mm -hmm. for business people on how to push that empowerment and decision making down there. I can also tell you another reason that we need to empower our people, and that is that the, that the world has moved to an immediate gratification society. Yeah. We, we want things now. You know, yeah. uh, it used to be that you had three channels to, to, to choose from on TV. Yeah, now you have hundreds and yeah. you used to have to get up off your butt and change the channel on the TV. Now you got a remote control. And every time you hit that button, um, it is changing the chemicals in your mind for immediate gratification. It's yeah. no different than me sitting with my phone and saying, hey, Siri, blah, 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 blah. And Siri gives me the answer. Well, if everything about us is immediate gratification, if Amazon is putting your order when you hit click in a truck and everything else that goes on in that process in less than an hour for 10 million packages a day, Amazing. which is where Amazon is, yeah. then you have to play that game of immediate gratification, which means empower your people to make decisions on the spot. Man, that that is the most that's the most valuable lesson I've learned today. Thank you so much, Jack. That's really great. Hold that book one more time. I'm gonna show people the book, the Jack Daly's Life by Design. Here, I'm gonna give you a full screen for a second. Closing. Any closing words of advice for people? Um, so I want to I want to share this one because an awful lot of people uh, know the name Simon Sinek. Sure. And uh, si and if they don't, they need to go watch his TED. 15 minutes special. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. He's yeah. the start with why author. This mm -hmm. is what Simon said about this book, Jack Daly's Life by Design. Thank God Jack Daly exists. For decades, we hired Jack to teach us how to sell better. Yet all the while, what he was actually teaching us was how to be better human beings. Love it. And that's where I'm at these Perfect. days. I, I still yeah. teach people business, but so many business people uh, are falling short of an exceptional life. And I have been blessed and I'm very grateful to have not only had some successes in business, but my my personal life has been mind-blowing. Yeah. It really, truly has. Uh, and, you know, at 73 years old, I ask myself yeah. this question, are your best days behind you or ahead of you? Mm -hmm. And the book that I just published says they are ahead of me. And uh, if you go to my website at jackdailyslifebydesign.com, you'll see my goals out there and you'll see they are really, really ambitious. I love it. Big, hairy, audacious goals. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much, Jack. I appreciate you. You bet, Doug. Pleasure. All right. That concludes our show today for the Author Brand Show. Amazing author and businessman and, and uh, Life by Design by Jack Daly. Check it out. And see you next time on the show. Thank you so much.